The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. I know you said last week you haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about the Big 12 situation, but what, what, what's, a, what's a guy tell recruits at this point when there's that uncertainty out there? We win, and we'll work to continue to win. And if you want to play for a winning team, come play for us. Who was that? <laughs> you actually know this guy. Uh, remember the 2020 Big 12 championship game? And that guy yeah. was going psycho on the sidelines like a parent at a grocery store? That's him. That's Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. Oh, you can Matt tell. You can Campbell. tell that's an old audio clip because uh, I was about to say yeah, they, they win. Didn't say what, what, that in a couple huh? of years. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I I thought you. If there's uh if there's Campbell audio, you play. It's the you're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah. The the only thing wrong with that, gosh, man, is I you can't the audio doesn't show that how he's trying to go over there and completely yeah, destroy one of the fans of his own school. It's great. No, um, he's um, he's an interesting case study right now. I, I talked to a guy that does radio and TV in Des Moines earlier today for a uh, for an interview for our pregame show on Saturday, and I, I asked him about Campbell. It's like, man, they had this golden opportunity to take their biggest win in school history and really build on it, and they haven't. And he said, you know, he's not on the hot seat. He's not, but depending on what happens that week is how the fans feel about him. After the yeah. Ohio game, they were ready to fire him. They were talking about the buyout, if they could afford him. After the Oklahoma State win, they were, all right, I guess he's not that bad. But he says uh, if they get blown out this weekend, they'll be searching that buyout number again. So it's it's week to week with that guy with his own fan base. Yeah, well, that, he's a good coach. And I know the fan base is uh, – you can tell how good of a coach he is simply by the fact that he's changed Iowa State's standards so much that you know, they're saying he's on the hot seat whenever I, they don't remember what it was like just, just a handful of years ago. Uh, Iowa State hadn't won anything in, I mean, ever, dare I say. So, yeah, it, it's it's quick. Once you reset people's expectations, man, they'll turn on you fast, won't they? Uh, yeah, if you, uh, I, I say help, uh, or if you build the monster, not that it was ever a monster there at Iowa State, but, but by their history it kind of was it, it can uh it can eat you alive as well so yeah you got to keep well, the success rolling they're a uh, fan base up there by the way this will surprise no one they do want to see who you in texas struggle in the sec next year and beyond they are like everyone else they they wanted this to be done a couple of years ago they are ready for ou and texas to be in the sec and yes they will be rooting against them every single week surprise that's i don't understand that it, it, can you explain to me why they would want Oklahoma and Texas? I because it it doesn't matter to them at all now. It's it's all done. Matter of fact, I think Iowa State has a better opportunity to thrive in the Big Twelve without Oklahoma and Texas than they did with them. So if what you're telling me is all they care about is how much they're 
their yearly revenue stipend is from the conference. They don't care about actually putting out a good football team that can do something. Well, then, yeah, you should be mad Oklahoma and Texas are gone. But if you want a football team that can compete, you should be happy. And here's the other thing. Doesn't it reflect better on the Big 12 if Oklahoma and Texas went into the SEC and had a bunch of success? Sure it does, but come on, that's not how uh, fans operate I know. or fans we think. We hold you know? grudges, once that's you, true. Once you tell that to them in, in, uh, in Stillwater and see how they respond. To I hope they yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's more of what it is. If you're going to win three, four, five games every year, you at least get a small satisfaction of the teams that left go out there and struggle. You got to enjoy something uh, with football season. Guess yeah. what, that's what they'll cling to. That's right. That's right. Well, um, I, my idea simply is, you know, right before kick and – other times throughout the game, whenever we do the one half of the stadium yells boomer and the other half does sooner and you go back and forth for uh, yeah, I've heard about that. for a couple minutes, uh-huh. why don't we replace the boomer and sooner with hot seat? Hot <laughs> seat. Just to get under. Just Matt get, Campbell's uh, shirt's going to come off and he's going to, I don't know, I know which section he's going to start with to try to fight people. That's what we got to do. Just get him thinking a little bit, get his head off the game. Okay. Hot. I like seat. that. Well, let's let's not just do that this week. Let's do coach specific chance here moving forward. Yeah. Right? Um, oh my god, what would uh transfer portal if G- <laughs> Gundy ever comes back to Norman? Yeah. Do that or snowflake, you know, snowflake on the other side. Oh, this that could be fun. Yeah. I don't know what we've got UCF coming to town is there can you troll uh Molzon on anything? Um, from the Auburn days, getting fired there. Uh, we can come up with something crazy. Or Central. Yeah, 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 we can. Central Florida. <laughs> Central. Don't they hate being called Central Florida? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Parker says, Creighton hasn't fielded a football team since 1942, and they've won a title in Iowa State's conference more recently than Iowa State has. Wow. Ugh. <laughs> That's, That's interesting. <laughs> I love stats can like we, that. Can we chant that instead? That text uh, that sure. Parker just sent and just go back and forth until the end of it? That'd be sweet. Yeah, I don't know how it would actually sound in chant form, but we can try it. We can try it. God, you guys are mean. 214, Sarks would be vodka, Collins. <laughs> Jeez. Camo Sooner, are you trying to tell me that Iowa State fans are petty? What, yeah. Oh, well, we don't have to tell you that. It, it's it's implied whenever you're talking about any fan base, including our own. If you find a fan base that's not petty, well, then you found a team that has a crappy program, right? Yeah. 405 chant criminals to Iowa State. I wonder if that's yeah. a sore subject for them or not, the whole yeah, betting thing. I don't know. I think uh, of all of the – Legal controversies we've had in college football at some places, uh, some of them really bad, or I guess if you say college sports. This one's like, it's one of the least, uh, I don't, criminal's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? 
Uh, I mean, I, I, under the law, it may be criminal, but I just I like to think that they're the most relatable uh, football team yeah. out there. You know, they're just betting like us average guys every Saturday. DraftKings is that what we chant, yeah. Adam? Fan <laughs> duel. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I'm just that's saying, good. get SEC ready. You can uh, uh, coach or program specific chants before the game. Okay. Well, tell me though, any what you're feeling with ISU right now? How, I mean, I know you're confident in the football game, but is there any? Uh, I guess there, what what concerns you the most about the game? That they have played in 19 straight games without allowing a 300 yard passer. And I and I do think that OU can can get to that number this weekend um, if if the deep ball's hitting, obviously. But I mean, we know that they played solid, um, really solid defense for the past four or five years. But man, they just do such a good job of limiting your total yardage and really more than anything, limiting your big plays. And when I think of OU's offense right now, they are definitely a big play offense. I mean, they haven't mm-hmm. had a ton of sustainable drives where they've been, you know, 10, 11 play drives. They've had some, but I still think this is an offense when it's best. It wants to get in rhythm. It wants to go up tempo. It wants to go over the top. And Iowa State, 19 straight games without allowing 300 yards passing. They're, they are equipped to slow down this passing game. But, I, yeah. I mean, I, I still feel confident, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I will say that – Last year when we played Iowa State, I thought it was one of the better game plans that Jeff Lebby had last year because we, you know, we went out there and played really well. We scored, I think we scored more points on Iowa State than anyone in the, anyone on their schedule did last year. 27-13 was that, was that the final last year? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the thing is we left a lot of meat on the bone. Oh man. like he he had schemed up some really good things against them that we just did not connect on. No, that that's a that's a good point. And what you win by fourteen last year, and I, what I remember from that game, other than one of the happiest moments of the year for me, the fake field goal for a touchdown because it was so unexpected, <laughs> was the, you know the amount of deep balls that it looked like they had, but they just missed on about five or six of those. Yep. And I think if they if they have five or six deep balls on Saturday that they're in the same position as they were last year, this time those plays are going to be made and it will be a blowout. And they'll cover the yeah. 2021, 20, you know, whatever the number is. I agree. I feel good about it. I think there's there's some concerns. I'm, I, I'm curious to see how well we run the football. I think that could be tough, even though their secondary is really, really good. Um it's it's the best secondary they've had in this era of really good defense that they've been playing at Iowa State. It's the best secondary they've had. But who's their? Is it that TJ Tampa guy? That's their yeah, best player, yeah. number two. Yeah, TJ Tampa is is really good. Um, he he's potential first round corner. He's tall. He's got great length. He's aggressive. He runs well. Andrell Anthony and him's going to be a nice matchup. Nick Anderson and him's going to be a nice matchup if if uh, we get to see some of that. But their their backers are young and inexperienced, and their defensive line lacks some some star power that they've had in the past. So while their secondary is the best, they're I'd say they're a little below what they've been in their front seven. So. 
but it's still like interested to see how we run the football against them because this is going to be a really big challenge. Well, and even put pressure. I, I was surprised to see today that they've only allowed one quarterback sack the entire year so far. Yeah. Well, and I know that they haven't played just juggernaut defenses. I was a pretty good defense, and maybe most of that is scheme. But that's there's only like four other teams in college football that only have allowed one yeah. sack so far. Yeah, they don't allow a lot of sacks. Now they'll move the pocket with him. They'll run some quick boot stuff, some sprint stuff. He gets the ball out of his hand fast. Um, their offensive line is is not very good. The running game is not very good, but. You know, I still like their offense. I like what they do. <laughs> you know, Iowa State has 11 tight ends on their roster. 11. That's it? <laughs> yeah. And they'll use three and four of those guys at a time in the formation. Um, they use them, you know, in, in different manners. Now, one guy, he's young, but I think he's going to end up being a – a superstar for them, kind of like a um, – why am I drawing a blank on the, the kid from Norman? Uh, um, Charlie Kohler? Yeah, Kohler. Yeah. He's he's young, but he's like 6'7 or 6'8. Buki should have been on the show when you asked that question. He would have answered it before I yeah, did. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he knows he knows that permanently. Uh, he'll know him. Yeah, he it's Brommer, 18. He's a freshman out of Nebraska, and – He's going to be good. They split him out. He's the guy that they split out from the core, and they'll run him up the seam against smaller defensive backs. They'll run some just some easy get open routes with him. Uh, he does a really good job, and you know, the, like they've got all these different tight ends, and they all kind of serve a little bit different of a purpose. But they're big dudes, man. They're all like six six, six seven, two hundred and sixty pounds. A lot of them are. Uh, okay, let's get to a few texts before we hit a break. Okie Tom says, Cincinnati versus Iowa State on a neutral field. Who wins? Cincinnati versus Iowa State on a neutral field. I would probably I'd take say. Cincinnati in a close one. I would probably say Cincinnati, but, I, you know, I think Iowa State, Iowa State's going to have a chance against everyone. I, if they can muck it up and turn it into a uh, a weird game, an ugly game, keep the keep the ball out of the other team's possession, lean on their defense, try and create a spark with special teams or or turnovers. You never know what could happen. I think I think they'll be in pretty much all of the games and have a chance to win them. But right now, I just don't think that they've got the offense to be able to to go get that scoring drive whenever they need it although i do think that the becked kid is getting better I think he's getting better tyler from kellyville says chant we want deckers that's been an unfortunate casualty of all of this we haven't been able to say uh, hunter upper deckers like we did 50 it. times last year during game week Snakes, How, was it man. hard for you not to ask that question in that style when you're on with the Des Moines How's uh, Upper guy? Deckers doing? Uh, what's <laughs> what's going on with him? You have to catch yourself every time whenever you're about to 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 say that. KW the nine one eight. Their defense won't let OU throw over the top, which is our passing game. We have no game breaking running back, and our run blocking is average. To be nice, Sooners mm-hmm. going to have their hands full on Saturday. OU twenty, Iowa State seventeen. Yeah. Now they this team has given up a handful of 
um, of big plays. Now, Oklahoma State hit him on a really long run. Um, you know, that, that has been something that, that has happened to him this year, not regularly. But, yeah, that's typically what they do is the whole, the whole premise behind the style of defense is take away anything over the top, force, force teams to keep it underneath, have to inch it down the field, and ultimately, you know, they feel like uh, colleges running and their offense are at some time going to make a mistake. They're going to get a holding penalty or someone's going to jump offside on, on, on third and five, and now it's going to be tough to pick up or, you know, it's a bad snap or a quarterback throws a, a ball that gets tipped and now it's intercepted. Basically, the point is, we don't think you can snap the ball 12, 14 times in a row and go down and score a touchdown. We feel like at some point there's going to be some unforced or even forced errors in there. One more. So, yes, but they do blitz and they do take some some chances every now and then. And with the right opportunity, you can hit them deep on some stuff. One more. Greg from Lawton says, setting the Dylan Gabriel interception over under at one and a half. I'm taking the over from what Teddy is saying about the Iowa State secondary. Oh, God. I don't want to do that I, postgame show if he throws two or more picks. I don't know that there's there's necessarily reason that you have to think that that turns into interceptions for for Dylan Gabriel. Um, I think there is some space in, in their zone stuff. Because of the young backers I was talking about, it does feel like some of their underneath coverage not quite as good as it's been in years past. So I don't know. If it's if you're setting it at one and a half, I'll take the under every single game for the rest of the season. I mean, that's just kind of where I'm going to be with Dylan Gabriel. All right, uh, let's hit a quick opening timeout. Keep hitting us on the text line. Uh, we'll, I'm hanging out here at a, a really cool spot, by the way. Um, it's been a while since I've been out here, but I'm at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, family-owned and operated. Now, they've had it since 2020, but they've got employees that have been here for over 20 years. They've got an outstanding service department, and I'll tell you more about some of the stuff that they have as the show rolls on. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. The changing season is here, and if you're ready for a change, check out the 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $5,250 off MSRP for eligible non-GM owners. There's not a better change than driving a Buick from Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in Orino. Buick sizzle at Dorsey Jones, and when you step out of yours, well, hot, hot, hot. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in Orino, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. It's Raymond and Austin. We're back on All-Star Sports Radio. Celebrating their 30th year, our sportsbook and casino sponsor, BetUS.com, is going. Or focus, whatever, on Texas, but they got to figure out. It's like these running backs, all, all four of these guys, um, they got to figure it out a little bit. This offensive line, like there, there's just so much offensively that needs to be better here. I would really hope that that side of the ball is not overlooking this game. I mean, the whole team, but especially the offense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that the offense is I don't think there's a I don't think they're going to be overlooking Iowa State. I I do think that they just may have some built-in hardships that they're working through, you know? I think that the running game 
the the running back position you know there was there were some mistakes out there against Cincinnati you know we left a lot of meat on the bone in that game so i think it would be hard for me to imagine like cuz i know that the offensive staff was probably frustrated with a bunch of things that happened in that game I'd be surprised if the players felt like they were in a position to overlook anyone. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And, hey, but, and, and, but if, they, and if they don't light it up this week, it may be more about their own issues than overlooking this game. Like I, I yeah. think if OU rolls out and only scores you know, 24 points, you know, whatever, uh, or even fewer than that, that it could be about them than it is overlooking the game. Yeah. I don't think that that's necessarily a great thing. but that's. Well, I think it's probably that's going to be the case. I mean I, – I, there's like a – you could break it up into pieces, and I would say that lack of focus and being on edge for Iowa State is probably always going to be a little bit of a factor. Like maybe it's a 2% factor, maybe it's a 20% factor, maybe it's 50, right? But I think the other – like the biggest chunk of it is going to be stuff that they're still working through as an offense, Yeah, you know? And uh, offensive line – what are we going to see at that left guard spot? Savion Bird, Coach Vittable said he's back. Does he start? Do they go with Everett, who started and, and performed pretty well? Does does the freshman get more time there? Do they rotate those three guys? I mean, all those questions are still out there on the on the table. Uh, a lot of text to get to. Let's get to a handful. Boomer Bowtie says, after a 6-7 and seven season, I don't think this team and coaching staff would look ahead to any game. Yeah. Well, true. I can promise you the coaching staff isn't. Um I mean, that's – anytime you you are a good football team, it, I – just for instance, when I played at Oklahoma, I, I don't know, we were probably an underdog. I would probably count the times on one hand. I may be able to count them on one finger. I don't even know. But the majority of our coaches' energy was spent talking up who we were about to play and how – if if we aren't 100% dialed in, we're going to go out there and get beat and get embarrassed. Like coaches, coaches do not relax. You, they've only got 12 opportunities during the regular season. You spend an entire year for it. Trust me when I say that they don't take teams lightly at all. And as good as everyone is these days, I mean, you can go out and lose to anyone. Alabama almost went out and lost to South Florida. Right, so I think the margin is for most people smaller than it's ever been. No, you're right. Anyone can lose to anyone. Um, Alabama almost lost to South Florida. Hell, South Alabama was in a close game with OSU late and almost lost that game. I know. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, it really goes to show you that South Alabama they got finally close. ran away. Yeah, with finally it. ran away with that game. But golly, it was uncomfortable there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Okie Drink Slinger said, hey, I, I'm taking my – after a 6-7 and seven season and what yeah. we lived through last year, I'm taking my shots now, okay? That was a good one. Okie Drink Slinger, we haven't had a defense like this the past six games before Texas. That is accurate. What were some of the scores or what are some of the, the numbers that they gave up Jeez. in those games? Um, 55 last year, I know 31 the, the, the year before that. threw five touchdowns against us that, what, in 21? Well, I, th- they're referencing like before the week before Texas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The yeah, the right. totals by the opponent, 55, 31, 20. Hey, 20. Look at that. Uh, tw- or, excuse me, 30, 33, and 31. Yeah. I mean, no, 
the who put the fifty burger up on us? Uh, that was TCU last year. Yeah, it could have been a hundred burger, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, defense is in a much better place right now than it's been in any of those years, by far, by a huge margin. Really not now. Close. Um, let's hope, and I think this is the case. Let's hope that they are starting to see the fruit of their labor and realize that the more they dial in, the more detailed they get, the more coaching they take, the more accountable they hold one another, the better they're going to get. It feels like they're at that moment, like they're having an aha moment, doesn't it? Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I, like, I expect it now moving forward defensively, man. I just I, I think that that's who they are as a defense. I think that's who they are as a team. Again, they haven't stayed healthy up to this point. I mean, as much as you'd like, and it really hasn't mattered. The competitive depth is there. Mm-hmm. There's a text I want to get to, but I'll, I'll hit it on the other side because it's going to lead to a totally different discussion. I, I will bring up something in college football that's interesting today before we hit the break. You see Nebraska's $450 million makeover that they're giving to their stadium? No. You feel like it's it? Yeah. So it's their 100th anniversary of Memorial Stadium. You know that they're proud of their sellout streak. Well, their sellout yeah. streak is about to get a whole lot easier because they're taking one of those giant end zones, and I think it's the end zone that I and a lot of other OU fans sat in last year, but they're making one of those giant end zones way more uh, fan-friendly and more space. Like, they're reducing Nebraska, right, who's got this sellout streak, like these loyal fans, all that. They are reducing their stadium seating capacity to the uh, mid-70,000s. So they're taking away 7,000, 8,000. But they're putting their students in the end zone, like giving them more room and like an area where they can kind of mingle about and don't have to stay in their seat. Which I That's thought was very smart. interesting. Yeah. That's super, super like a play, smart. Like a play, like a uh, concourse area, what it looks like, I guess, yeah. um, where they can just kind of hang out. It's like, huh. That's super, super smart. Um, game gets interesting. Everyone comes piles back out. Maybe, well, they don't go for beverages, but no, that's. I think that's a good idea. But my God, $450 million? million dollars, yeah, for less seats. I mean, there's got to be something else in there. Like, I don't know, the the grass fill or yeah, they're going to move to grass and it disappears <laughs> under the stadium or something. Like, that, like the who is that, Madrid that has that stadium cl- now or something? It, it'll be, end up being closer to uh, half a billion. Yeah, but there, there's some other things that are going to happen. But that's kind of the main thing is yeah. total demolition of the South State. They're totally going to demolish that end zone. I guess for one year they're not going to have seats in that end zone, which displaces yeah. like 23,000 fans. But um, it's, just, it's just interesting, though, right? And we, we, we've seen it now with you know new stadiums or even some renovations over the course of the past 10 years. Unless you're into measuring contests like Texas and Texas A&M, most people are making it more fan-friendly than just adding on 10,000, 15,000 seats. Yeah. The con- I haven't seen it. I'll have to look at the mock-ups. Is there pictures of it? Is, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. There's photos of I, it online. I need to check that out. I think that's a great idea. What, what do you think? And I bring it up because, like, what is, what's the future of Owen Field, like, do you think, in the next 10 to 15 years? Well, like, what- I think they're going to, at some point, I think fairly – quickly at least if you if you listen to some people that talk about it i think they're gonna take the west side upper deck off take the 
press box down. I think even take out the parking garage that's behind it and redo the upper deck suite level and press box uh, and and have that something that kind of matches the rest of the the program and the amenities that we have there. It's kind of the the sore thumb that sticks out. So I think that's that's the thing that they're going to do now. Does that add seats? Does that are they going to take away? I don't know what the final product's going to be on that. I I do know that the suites are where they generate revenue, so there's going to be a bunch of them, and they're probably going to be really, really nice. I don't think that they should worry about – now, I don't think that you should lower capacity by 15,000, and I don't think that there's so many seats that were the area you're talking about that it would reduce it down to 15,000, but I think their stadium capacity, where it's at right now, I think it's, it's just about perfect, maybe yeah. right at perfect. Now, I also have heard – At least for right now, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. I've heard people talk about a proposal that they they looked at, and I don't know if it's something they're still thinking of or if it was just uh, like a brainstorming session, but I also heard about maybe taking out the first couple of rows um, around the field and opening up, giving more room down on the field. Interesting. Um I don't know. I don't know if that's that's something legit, but uh, someone did tell me that. I don't, I don't know if it, if that's true at all, but something that they apparently have talked about. Camo Sooner says, will they call the new concourse at Nebraska the Bush Light Balcony? Honestly, Ooh. Camo Sooner, like, there's probably a decent chance that that happens, the Bush Light yeah. Balcony. That's all they yeah. were drinking last year when we were up there. I kind of mm-hmm. like that kind of like it all right we got to hit a break quick time out more from the rush coming up i'm hanging out at el reno today dorsey jones buick gmc family owned and operated low pressure great pricing great inventory they've even got some good used stuff out there uh, the lot is full come and check us out here in el reno the word is spreading and the ref army is growing keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true sooner fans and that's the ref radio sports network and worldwide on the kref app Three or four rows of bleachers to give us more room on the sidelines. Hmm. Give us more room on the sideline. Thanks, Coach V, for uh, texting into the show. Appreciate it. That was Seth Luttrell, actually. Seth, I knew you guys wanted more space down there, so that's that's big time. Actually, it was the hype guy uh, during the games. No, I I think that that is interesting. Now – It was none of those, by the way. I don't think uh, whenever you talk about that, taking out a couple of rows, moving the 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 wall back, uh, you don't have to do very much to, to move it back a, a good amount that, that helps you out quite a bit. Um, and then whenever you talk about doing, redoing the upper deck and the press box and all that stuff, I, I don't think Josie is going to be in the business of adding a bunch of seating. He's talked about that, but I also, I don't see a situation where we go under 80,000. Yeah. That's kind of like, it's a good, it's like interesting. Like so many people get obsessed about the hundred thousand, whatever. Like 80,000 is, you're right. There's like a certain threshold or perception, I guess, between 70,000 and 80 K. Yeah. When when you're at eighty and above, I think you're kind of you're in big boy territory. Like you you kind of have to have that, especially a program. 
like a blue blood. When you think of blue blood programs, we've probably got wow. Alabama's over a hundred k. Michigan's over a hundred k. Notre Dame's may be in like uh, seventy five thousand. Let me see Notre yeah. Dame. It's seventy seven is the capacity. So I bet that's the smallest. USC um, in terms of actual attendance is the smallest though. Maybe what's the Ohio State? It's oh the it's shoe is yeah the shoe ninety is, the shoe is um, I think just right around a hundred thousand right at a hundred. So like we're kind of already on the lower end of some of that stuff. And I threw Michigan in there as a blue blood. I didn't really mean to. Ohio uh, Ohio Stadium, the shoe, one hundred and two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I don't think we need to be there. I just I you want to you want to stay above eighty in my opinion. I agree. Cherokee Sooner says Owen Field needs the layman suite. It's a sixty nine by sixty nine box with mm-hmm. the fridge stocked with hard liquor and moonshine. Tool is always blasting. There's yeah. a phone hooked up to the defensive coordinator booth that you can use to call Ted Roof and have him bench any defensive player that rushes past the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a permanent headset in there that's tied directly into the coach's line to get on there and complain. And it happens to be on the let's see what would it be the um the 31. It's on the 31-yard line, which is the 69-yard line. Mm. Right? I like it. Yeah, and a megaphone that goes down to the sidelines to where at any time you can say, Come on, defense! And it'll go down there. <laughs> Random football! I was so happy when I heard that from the stands uh, in the Tulsa game because up to that point and even since that point, the OU defense, like, we're all happy about it, but still, man, it does not matter. If there's a, if there's a bad quarter, you still get the, Come on, defense! Real loud during a timeout. That's good. It that just makes me so happy. That's good. That's that's where we want it to be. That's where we want it to be. Thanks. Well, I don't know. I think uh, I think our our plans for the future look good. What's the timing on any of that stuff? I don't know. No clue. Marietta Sooner could OU on the north end zone do some type of cool standing room slash bar slash dining area for fans like at Jerry World. No. Yeah, I don't think so well, either. Could they? Yes. I mean, they they easily could do that with um, right. You'd, you'd put an upper deck in there that has has like an overhang. The problem is, is I I don't know that they would. If you do that, you kind of mess up the whole north, like the reflecting pool and all of that stuff that's on the north north of the end zone. But I guess you could redo all that too. I don't know. Sure. I'm open to that. Uh, it, it would also be more difficult to throw the football out of the north end zone, which, by the way, oh. OU's going to play its fifth game tomorrow. And granted, two of those have been on the road. But, ooh, that, that's a good – when is the first time a football from the opposing team is thrown over the, the, the north end zone? Because it has not happened yet. At least I do not believe. Has it really not? Well, the Arkansas State didn't score. Yeah. SMU's touchdown was on the south end – Right. right. So yeah, no one's no one's scored on that end yet. Didn't they throw a ball into the stands on the home side, and everyone was trying to get that ball to go around and be thrown out I, of the north? I end really zone? hope that was the case. That I think needs it to was. Be the new tradition, if as I well. remember correctly. Maybe they'll go the entire year. Oh, here's pie in the sky. They'll go the entire year without having to throw a ball out of the north end zone. That's how much better the defense is. Mm, 
Okay. Well, whenever you look at the home slate, that's going to be difficult. But I don't know how many touchdowns. Right now they're giving up like a touchdown a game. They're under it or right around it. Right. So let's say you continue at the touchdown a game rate, which would be amazing. You got Iowa State, uh, Central Florida, West Virginia, and TCU. Now, I think UCF is probably going to score a little bit more. West Virginia probably can hold them to a touchdown. TCU maybe a little bit more. But you also got to think the chances, what, 50-50 chance that it's uh, going south instead of north. I mean, they may only throw one or two out this entire year. Uh, Dink in Florida. I like that name. Uh, Arkansas State passed, went into the stands. It was thrown out. I was in Section 6. Oh, it was Arkansas State that happened. Okay, there you go. Uh, nice. Okay, here's another text. Same thing, leave my name out. Planning for a concourse at the top of the north end zone that will connect east and west sides. That'd be sweet. Really? Sit, sit there and hang out. That's what I want to do. Really? The concourse is the new trending idea then, huh? I like that. Please direct your attention to the north concourse. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll have someone up there, like, ringing a bell or uh, something. Isn't that what everyone does? Well, wouldn't everyone make it fun of Tom Brady for doing yeah. that with the, the lighthouse or whatever, and the Chiefs do the drum? Yeah, that's the new tradition. Oh, well, what would we have? Please welcome Jimmy Stevens riding a mechanical <laughs> bull up on the concourse. <laughs> We've got to have something. Well, it, it wouldn't be shooting one of the uh, shotguns. We've got to figure out what they would be doing up there. But, yeah, I like that idea. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next here from Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in El Reno. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. Raise a Pacifico. Let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group, 405-573-3048. 405 573 3048. Terry Bussey, five star athlete, just picked Texas AM over OU. So, yeah. Expected, but there's the news. That seemed to be the prevailing thought as it got closer and closer, correct? I mean, I think that's been the thought all, all, all along, really. Man. So, that's such a. Hmm. That's such an interesting pick. Now, I'm not saying that. He should have picked Oklahoma, but has A&M ever had a skill position player that's similar to him that's put up any decent numbers at all? I mean, the best skill position player I can think of from A&M is Mike Evans, and he's, what, 6'4", 6'5". He's like the complete opposite. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, man. Skill position players, they do have – it's not A-Chain anymore. I guess he told everyone after the game last week he doesn't want to be uh, pronounced like that. But uh, Devin A-Chain here recently, but not not a whole yeah. lot, man. Uh, I mean, considering the, the level that they recruit at. 
Yeah. Okay. We say this all the time, but it, we, we got to say it again. The text line is just so freaking funny, man. God, we, we read off a couple of texts <laughs> last segment that said, hey, leave my name out of it. And I did. I left the name out of the texter that was uh, sitting in text. But you know how the text line's responding. Oh, yeah. Cherokee Sooner, leave my name out of it. But I heard that kicking for chicken will be replaced with punting for hunting. If you punt the ball more than 40 yards, you win a free hunting trip. Oh, my gosh. Where, where's the, there's, a, there's at least two more here. Um, <laughs> leave my name out of it. Planning to put a dome over the whole damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want a dome. We want to be out in the elements. Come on. We got a defense. Out in the elements and natural grass. That's all yeah. I ask for. That's it. I don't think they're ever getting rid of the uh, the natural grass. People would no. flip in out f- over that as they should. In fact, um, I mean, I would, I would, I would venture to say that more teams venture back to grass right now than teams that have grass go to turf. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. That's. Especially with the way that uh, OU is looking for Saturday, I know a lot of you have seen the the photos for that. For who it looks oh, good, it looks good, it looks yeah. awesome, looks really good. All right, uh, quick timeout. Hour number two, of the rush coming up next. Hanging out at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno, family owned and operated. Remember, half price oil changes on Saturday. We'll be back. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Lander's CDJR of Norman, we are.